and we just, you know what I mean? I said, bro, I'm coaching life. They asked me what I'm coaching, right? I said, bro, I'm coaching life. 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 Yeah. What it is, y'all? We got week 14 of that Coach Class podcast, and you got Mike Miner. But this is in the absence of my big brother, Rich, you know. Shout out, Rich. He on a nice little vacation, you know, dipping and dodging through life. But we have a very, 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 very special guest. And we go back to, like, 1988. Nah, I'm joking. But this the homie right here. My man, Craig, a.k.a. Craig Mack. Businessman, entrepreneur, just a young innovator. Uh, introduce yourself, Craig. How you feeling today, bro? Man, I'm good. I'm, I'm blessed, you know, thankful. Uh, just to, you know, get through another year. My man. Uh, you know, one thing I realized that your know, life is, it can be here today and gone tomorrow, bro. Yeah, ups and downs, bro. And, you know, when it, when it, one thing I realized is that in life, you know, you're going to have your trials and tribulations. You know, you're going to yeah. have your wins and your losses. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, you know, I hear, you know when I listen to the podcast, I talk about a lot of music. So yeah. I'm going to definitely get into, you know, my oh, taste. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know. Oh, oh yeah, we we got we got big things in store for this episode, <laughs> man. So, uh, Craig, well, first off, I'm gonna tell him I met him back in the day. You feel me? This is the homie from back when and from humble beginnings, man. Working at a department store, we not gonna say that <laughs> name because they not paying us, but one day they will. Um, but you know, we worked there. Always was a humble guy. Um, Great uh, intellectual spirit. Like I had conversations. He don't even know I soaked up game off you a lot of times. We just be talking. I'm like. That was some real shit Cho said. So, uh, Craig Mack, just tell him a little bit about yourself in regard to, you know, the work world and what you're doing. Because you always come in with something new, man. And I, I respect that. You're a hustler, bro. Yeah, most definitely. So, you know, I want to say 2013, 2014 is when I really went into the, you know, I stepped into the finance world. Okay. Um, And it's crazy because, you know, coming up, I want to say my 10th through 12th grade year, I was, you know, introducing to finance. Okay. You know, my uncle used to come, you know, pick me up. And, uh, you know, we'd be in a car. Sometimes they'd come through with the Chrysler, mm. the BMW. Yeah. So they'd be like... Oh, yeah, right. same winning. You same winning. So, right, so you feel right. me want to get that same energy on you. Right, right, right. And then, when I used to see him, you know, he used to kind of let me test drive just a little bit. Yeah. And it's crazy because the way how I learned how to drive was really... On my own, yeah. I would just see how your feet was moving. Yeah. Like that's how I really like self taught myself. Yeah, you know, over the years, self sufficient, self efficient. Exactly, you know? exactly, exactly. You have to because you can't rely on the school because we yeah. all know the school system. You know, has its moments where it lacks. Yeah, definitely, especially with the uh, how how expensive it is for people that don't just have bread to just be wasting, just partying and. Having fun and stuff like that. And if you're going to accrue that debt, you got to make sure you're making something on the back end. Oh, yeah. Most definitely got to have that. I'm not going to say that plan B, but that, that side hustle. Oh, yeah. So uh, that was definitely one of the things I seen, you know, coming up, um, you know, in my, in my household with my mother. So, yeah. but back with my uncle, but when he was picking me up, you know, we would just talk about stock market finance, talk about, you know, what to invest in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was the difference between stocks and mutual funds. And, you know, how it was, you know, mutual funds was, you know, was, you know, a lot safer yeah. as far as, you know, diversification because you're investing into a mutual fund and it's basically it can be thousands of stocks into it. Okay. And yeah. you're getting like certain fractions of, each, you know, each, each, each stock, share, right, basically. each individual share. Okay. So it definitely takes, you know, a safer route compared to stocks because when you buy something outright, um, I mean, I'm not going to say outright, but once you buy, you know, a stock. Yeah. You know, you basically buying that one share. Yeah. So it can be more expensive. Yeah. So when you're looking into as far as, you know, purchasing stocks, you definitely have to do your research. Yeah. Because agree, business plans, things of that nature. Right, right. right. So, so okay. you basically have to do your research. Your research is your is your fundamental, it's your foundation. Yeah. Like Coach if you, tips. If you don't if you don't if you don't have the research, you you never know what you're investing in. Yeah. And it always bothers me because be like people always say, Yeah, invest in this, invest in that and I always thought it back in my mind, like, okay, well, invest in what? Yeah. I'm not going to just throw my money into something exactly. not knowing what's going to exactly. go on. Exactly, not knowing what's going to come from that. Exactly. So I never, that was one of the things I've seen was missing in a lot of um, 
I guess you could say advisors mm-hmm. or insurance brokers or yeah. insurance agents, you know, financial advisors. Yeah. And I'm like, y'all really not going into much detail yeah. or... They, uh, it's all, everybody trying to get a bag. You, Everybody's trying to sell something. Exactly. Everything's by trying, everybody's trying to sell something. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's the bottom line. Like, if I don't sell this, I'm not going to eat. Yeah. You know, I... So, whatever I have to sell is going to be sold. Most definitely. So... It's just that piece that stays resonated in most advisors' head. Okay. You know, finance is a very lucrative industry. It's one of the highest paid industries, the top three, top five highest paid industries yeah. in the world. See. You can you can make money in finance and not even have to deal with the average individual. Yeah. And that's when you get into like trading. Okay. So um you know, back with, you know, talking about my uncle that, you know, I, I soaked up all that game and okay. I wasn't, I really didn't take too much of it because I was so focused on playing ball. Yeah. You know, I didn't, you my know, man, the Hooper too. We got basketball talk too. He a little <laughs> disgusted with the NBA, but we're going to get to that later, man. Yeah. So, you know, when you from around the way, you know, your number one goal is, you know, I want to make it to the pro. Yeah. So, my whole focus is like, I think I might, you know, make yeah. it pro. I remember, um, I think it was my 11th or 12th, and I was reaching out to different um, recruiters from different, you know, colleges. Yeah. You know, I was like, hey, okay, well, I'm not getting nothing over here. Then I'm going to send something out. I'm going to go to you. Yeah. You know, if, if, if you're not going to come to me, then I'm going to go to you. Yeah. You're going to know. You're going to know I'm here. Yeah. So um, I had one, I was going Different different colleges, emailing, emailing, and Duke University hit me, hit mm, me back. Yeah, and and basically, long story short, was he said that you know just just send a video. Yeah, but the school that I was at didn't have took away the basketball program. Oh yeah, damn. And and I was telling him like, I'm like, oh like someone's hitting me up like yeah. it's, it's Duke like, and it's crazy because it was around a year. That if I did would have attended, if I would have attended, right? Yeah. That was the same year Kyrie Irving and mm, his injury. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So that in the back of my mind, it's like, yeah. I can just imagine with that little bit of opportunity I would have had, I would have had if I would have had the film, yeah. I would have been able to send it to him. And if they would have liked it, I could imagine if I just would have had the opportunity for one, be yeah. in front of Kyrie. Yeah. And then two, actually being, uh, a backup when you'll win time. Because yeah. if you notice, I think you only played, what, 17 games yeah. in the NCAA? Yeah. So that was definitely uh, a mind-blowing And you just hope the hella game if somehow you could have been backing him up. Yo, you would be hella nice just off of hooping with this guy. Right. Because so, his moves are crazy. Right, right. That so, nigga's insane. So, like, and I, I, still had the e- I still have the email. And yeah. I just look at it and I'm like, mm. Yeah. Like, it's back in, like, 08. Yeah. 08, 09. And I'm looking, I'm yeah. like... It is what it is, man. That's why you just got to roll with the punches and keep it moving. Yeah, and, and you know, this is, it's definitely one of those stories where, you, like you said, I mean, like I said, you know, when you, if you, you know, if you're around the way, if you're from around the way, yeah. you know that if you had talent or anything that you had the ability where you knew that you can do something with it, yeah. you thought that you can be as great as you can. Yeah. Like, because it was like, that's the only way. I feel And you. then with everything going on, you know, in your household, it's like, man, I really gotta get this yeah, going make on. It. I really, yeah. I really have to make it. Like I have ability to set my whole family up to be something they never really thought of. Yeah. Cause I believe over the years is that I don't think I don't think certain parents can understand certain kids. Yeah. Because over the years time change. Yeah. People adapt, some people don't. Yeah. If you notice, you know. When technology was really coming up, a lot of people was having issues with it because it was a new thing that people had to yeah just know get how acclimated to, to for right. Real. And one of the things that I realized is that um, people don't like change. Yeah, that they they say the way you find most of your success outside mm-hmm. of the comfort zone, but nobody likes leaving the comfort zone. Right, it's hard to do that though. I, I'm a I'm, I'm a testament of that. You oh, feel most me? definitely. But like, you got to because one of because one of my it's funny you say that because one of my issues was I'm I'm so introvert yeah you know anybody who know me is that I'm very monotone yeah you know I'm 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 very strategic with the people that I surround myself with I'm yeah. very strategic on everything that I do like I'm yeah. always 
thinking 24-7. Like, before I take this next step, I need to know what the step after that is going to take and what route I'm going to be going to. Like, I'm a huge fan of chess. I'm an art player, but I'm a huge fan of chess because... You think it moves ahead, basically. Exactly, and and, and you being right strategic. Yeah. And you definitely have to apply that into life because... um, you, you you have to know how to most definitely know how to move your own feet. You yeah, you know how to take care of yourself. Most definitely, that's like the main thing. So, um, far as you know, like like steps and chess moves. Mm-hmm. If if you could set an end goal and you don't got to give all the game, mm-hmm. like what would be the end goal? Like I'm saying, you 35. You know, you got got the wife, got the kids. Like well, how you how how you want to be uh what, how you want to be on the investing side by that point? Um, by that point, um. I definitely want to be considered as that sophisticated investor. Yeah. Um, everyone's go-to guy. Yeah. Uh, be honestly, tell you the truth, I really want to take over that industry. Yeah. Like, I, if people talk about, you know, with everything going on with, you know, racism, things like that, it's like, yeah. I want to rebuild Black Wall Street. Exactly. You know, I want to. Let's do that. You know, you know, my Instagram is I Wall Street because yeah. I am Wall Street. You Young know what I'm black saying? innovators so, that's touching a couple dollars. We we gonna have ways to flip it real soon, and you gonna have to holler at Craig Mack. You better be listening to this episode, man. Yeah, it, it, and it's and it's interesting because I remember a while ago I went to one interview, and it, it was funny because an interview was at the um it was at a bank. Yeah. And doing a one on one interview, I'm, I'm meeting, I'm talking to the manager. Mm-hmm. And you would thought I was interviewing the manager because I was schooling him on yeah. game that he didn't know. But uh, what I'm starting to realize working in um like corporate America, if you will, that's the mm-hmm. name you want to say. Um, it's a lot of not what you know, it's who you know. Most of the yeah. stuff, like it's a lot of people in positions that they don't mm-hmm. deserve based on who they know. It's always going to be somebody that works 10 times harder that's mm-hmm. underneath them. Because usually the person that's underneath them is the person that's completing the work anyway. Right, right, right. And, but you know what's interesting is that I kind of seen it, but I haven't really seen it. Like when I was at one um, employer, you know, yeah. it was one of, you know, a big uh, Wall Street firm. Okay. And he was more into putting, are you putting in the work? Yeah. Like, and he was, he was, he was Italian, like Italian-American. Yeah. And, he was like, I'm not going to assist you with any like leads or anything like that until you show yeah, me that you're putting, you that that you're putting in that groundwork. Like, it had to ma- it didn't matter if you was white, black, Asian. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting because I'm like, dang. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy because you start to think, like, when you see that, it's like, well, they all not like that. Yeah. And and I experienced that when I went to, um, I went to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, yeah, I went to Pittsburgh for school. And most of the, you know, most of the students was white. Yeah. Like, I want to say probably 96% was white. I'd be scared, <laughs> man. I'd be walking around there like that was get out. <laughs> and you would thought it was. Yeah. Um, Like, you can count as how many black people there were on on your fingers. I start shaking, y'all. But one thing I realized is that ignorance is, what like, ignorance was the key. Yeah. Like, they didn't know. Like they, they, and all they got to go off is what they portray in the mass media. Exactly. So if you see all shootings and wild shit mm-hmm. with black people, it, it's it's something that's understandable. Right, and and and, and it and it gets to a point that it's like, man, if we can just realize that issue, yeah, and fix that, yeah, it uh, at least shift. Yeah, the stigma on a lot of shit and trying exactly. to be helpful instead of hurtful and, and just judging on a, on a situation instead of delving into that. Because even uh, my argument always is it's crazy if it's a white person and mm-hmm. it's like something like a murder or something like that. Mm-hmm. They always look into their mental health and their living situation and mm-hmm. this, that, the third. But all the crazy stuff that's happened with these young mm-hmm. black kids, they never look into the fact mm-hmm. like, it was a shooting like the matter of fact, I want to say two weeks ago, a week ago in Baltimore, mm-hmm. two young kids got stabbed and one of them got shot. They was like 13 and 15. Like everybody's like, oh, they thugs, they wild, this, that, the third. Nobody's like, why is this kid that's only three years away from being 10 years old or five years away from being 10 years old outside in a situation where as though that could even happen? Now, if somebody busts in your house, some crazy horror movie shit, 
But if you really in a mix that young, you're not being watched anyway. They always talk about PTSD, anxiety, blah, blah, blah. You think somebody that go through that type shit at a young age isn't traumatized mentally? You feel me? Like, that's why I'm like, I don't, because I, I believe in mental illness, but it's just like, I can't really be all sympathetic if they don't give that sympathetic symp- Sympathy across the board, if you get what right. I'm saying. No, that, no, like, no, no, that makes sense. And and that's the part that mine bothers me. Yeah. Because it's like, I know a lot of cool white people. Yeah. And it's just like, if they just said, be like, bro, that is wrong. Like, that's all we need. Right. We don't need you to be no, you don't even got to be Malcolm X right. Jr. or nothing. Just straight be like, that's wrong. Right. Like, that, you shouldn't side with that. That's crazy what he's saying, like. That wouldn't help anything. The stuff he's talking mm-hmm. is wild. It's gonna cause problems. And 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 see the thing when you, it's like when you get into a topic with him, it's I watched one one night I was watching his documentary. Yeah, and it was on Netflix. And shout I'm out like, Netflix. We always talk about Netflix. <laughs> I was watching uh, Donald Trump's documentary, and I'm like, I just want to see what he was about. Yeah, you know, if I'm a if I have something to say about you, if it's gonna be negative or positive. Give me a reason to say yeah. it. I'm not gonna just jump on the bandwagon. Of course. So when um when I watched it, I learned like so much about the guy. Yeah, yo, it's it's a lot of bad, yo. And and the crazy part was that uh, you know, a lot of people talk about he's racist, he's racist. It's like, all right, I get that. I you know, I did some research on the incidents that he had. Yeah, you know. You know, he was basically saying that, you know, him and his father was racist and they didn't yeah. want black people in his his yeah. buildings. And and the lady had got on the um, you know, when they do the little one on one interviews. Yeah. She got on there, she was like, Yeah, she was like, Donald Trump wasn't the racist one, it was his father. Yeah. It said his father was the one who didn't like women coming up. Yeah. And didn't didn't like black people. Yeah. And he but was, to be fair, mm-hmm. that's in a lot of their <laughs> right, right, lineage, right, right. Regardless what what way they decided to take now, if you come from money, oh yeah, of from the Caucasus Mountains, oh yeah, yeah, you might have a little bit of that spice in you, you right, feel right, mixed in the stew. And this, and this, 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 the interesting part was that when all these, you know, he had these allegations about him and his porn star, it's like <laughs> honestly, me looking at the 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 documentary, yeah. Oh, I believe her, yeah. Cause yo, I, I see. Wow, boy, yo, you know how they be with that money. You saw everybody saw Wolf on Wall Street. He was one of them type niggas, but in the real estate, commercial real estate back in the eighties. Yo, he was he was a true he was a straight tree player. Like yeah. I, he probably wrote the game for white people. Yeah. He seriously, he would take he would bring his wife. That's why he's so confident with the comb over. He he'd bring his wife and his side chick to a ski trip. Yeah, right straight front of his wife, and he chilling with. But he was dropping a bag. Like that's yep. that's one thing uh some women have to realize. Like I never look at a woman like that, you mm-hmm. feel me? Cause you know, over the years I've I've not softened up, but I'm like, if a girl if a woman is a nice woman, you treat mm-hmm. her accordingly right, right, to how she right. carries herself. But in his case, he know they don't love him. He usually right. get a girl he couldn't get if he was broke, you feel me? So And one thing I realized is that I kinda believe his issue with women and not about the, you know, the LaPorn star incident, but, you know, how they say he always, you know, talking bad about women and, you know, things of that nature. Yeah. I kind of believe it because, and only say I kind of believe it because he only, he only care about himself. Yeah. It has to be about the Trump brand. Yeah. So when he was with his first wife, his first wife, if you ever watched the documentary, she was basically handling his business. She was in the real estate business with him. Yeah. And she was, she was, she was good at it. And a lot of people was recognizing her. Yeah. And he felt as though she was she was, she was coming power. in. She was yeah. taking power. So he hate that. Yeah, he hate that. He hate that. And that's why I kind of I kind of you know shake my head when it be you know like the NFL or the NBA players they don't want to yeah. go visit him. I'm like, like no, go see if you can try to talk to him yeah. to see if you can get him. You know, he's trying to work a deal. He's yeah. not going to sit down with you unless he can get something. Out of it, yeah. So, if whoever has the opportunity to talk to him or yeah. get in front of him, take that and let him know what's going on. Like you, yeah. you gotta find other. You gotta meet people where they are. Like yeah. he's not 
He's not gonna come and stoop to your level. Like you have to. Yeah, and and it's not their problem. At the end of the day, they still the largest my majority right now of the population, but they're scared. Make America Great Again is based on like it's been studies. Like oh, yeah. you know, with the Hispanic yeah. population, yeah. everything it's going it's gonna be a melting pot soon. It's, everybody yeah. gonna be mixed with a little something. You feel me? And that just makes them uncomfortable. But to get off of a dark topic, yeah, <laughs> it's been a lot of great music dropping this uh, the last two three weeks. You feel me? Um, uh, so what what have you been listening to, Craig? Like uh, recently, what you been banging, uh, bro? Honestly, I really been stuck on Rick Ross. Yeah, uh, Rick Ross, uh, Davies. Davies is fire. Yeah, I, I like his hunger. Yo, he just hard. Like he yeah, can like, flow. Like he really like got bars. Hunger. I like. I definitely definitely like his hunger. It's like when he's some of the. You know, his lyrics, like, I'm a very lyrical listener. Yeah. Like, you can't just give me mumble rap, and you just can't give oh, me... Oh, no, 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 no. can't but give me a heartbeat. See, what I'm starting to realize with age, because you know, I see... I, I hate that mm. kind of music, but the only reason I don't say I hate it is because I understand that's their way. Oh, yeah. You feel me? So it's like, whatever. Right. I'll let them rock. Um, but I, I, I like flows, and, and bars are definitely yeah. very important to me. Like, But I, I, I do like flows, because one of my favorite rappers... Just dropped something uh, today. Uh, well, I mean, yesterday, two mm-hmm. two days ago, actually. Dom Kennedy, California mm-hmm. rapper. It's called uh, "Addicted to the Underground." I think you will like it, um, just because it gives you like a sophisticated take on rap, if you will, and mm-hmm. still real knowledgeable. Like he he's like one of those people that could the street rappers of the street fans of film. The educated, I'm about to go uh, motherfucking invest in these stocks, sell some real estate niggas mm-hmm. who fuck with him. Like, he's definitely super player. Um, it's crazy, because I really, for some reason, for the past years, I've really been into Rick Ross. No, nah, Ross is like, like, it's like one of those people you should respect anyway, just off of his grind. Like, that's why with Jay, you can't mm-hmm. never knock nothing he does, because like, he's like a hustler. I respect, I respect what he promote. Yeah, I respect what he represent. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always been a fan of. If I'm and he's up, his own boss. He's a boss. Right, and I always always respect that if you up, you yeah. know, such a such a people, such a man's up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He always, you know, he he said he said yeah, one all thing, MMG niggas eating, y'all. Yeah, he said he said he said he said one said. Wait, how you look at his, you know, his businesses, you know, with his his homeboys is like all right. If Diddy a a Ciroc boy, I'm a Ciroc boy. Yeah, you know, if I'm a black bottle boy, you're a black bottle boy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's 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 that you know you sharing leverage you know you, oh, yeah, you're, most holding, you're holding each other accountable that you know we gotta have this and, one mission. And it's also creating uh, financial stability for yeah. a lot of people that are you know from mm-hmm. the same lineage, so we can start creating some type of reciprocity for ourselves. Because right. a lot of people look at Hispanics crazy. Mm-hmm. All them landscaping businesses and shit they start to own their value is way more probably than African Americans by. Independently owned businesses right now. I wouldn't be surprised. It's definitely. I'm uh, telling you, they make money. They know how to do drywall. They know how to do everything. They know how to get, and they grind. They work. They don't complain about shit. Like, cause it's crazy. People that hate on Hispanics say they're taking away the jobs. They're taking away the jobs. But would your lazy ass really want to go up and do those jobs? Those people are taking on the chin for their family. And that's like, the crazy part. Yeah. It's you can't. You can't come right off the bat and expect that you gonna be a millionaire the yeah. next day. Yeah. Like when they when they put that work in, it's survival yeah. of the fittest. Or like with Donald Trump, like you can't hold him as a real hustler, if you will, in his mind. Right. And, and I agree with he you. He got like a ten million dollar donation from his pops in like seven. Yeah, I agree 70s. with you. I agree so that with was you. like, get, if your father right now gave you a hundred fifty mil and be like. Start your business. And if you blow up, like, of course, that was supposed to happen. If that didn't happen, you just a fuck up. Right, right, right. No, I agree I agree with you on that. I think when it's, um, as you can consider, white privilege, mm-hmm. when it gets to that point, it's, well, you really can't, like, if, if I get to your level, you yeah. can't say that you on my level yeah. because you didn't start it the way yeah. how I started. I think that's why J- the Jay-Zs and the Rick Rosses of the world they shake things up so much because they ruffle the feathers. Like, you got to think, even since slavery was intact, people had opportunities to businesses. Mm. I'm sure the stock market probably was around back then, you feel me? Or close to it nah, where you could it invest was, in it shit. Was, it was, it was around for a long and time. You could have real estate. You could own businesses and make money and stuff like that. And you got to think, we built everything. And 
for somebody like Jay-Z to be almost worth a billion dollars by itself, mm-hmm. that shakes people up. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Cause that it's shakes like... people up. Because that's, that's, that's money they got off the back of slaves back in, back in the day and crazy businesses for years and years. A man was able to accrue that in one lifetime. You mm-hmm. feel me? And he's still not even that old. Right. He, I seen, I was crazy because I seen one video and it was this, it was like a long table and it was this bunch of American people and they was in their tux, you know, eating at the dinner table. Yeah. And the guy was like, yeah, we only going to give, we only going to allow certain type of, you know, black people to kind of, you know, know a little something about how we, how we do business. Yeah. And he was like, we can't give them to them all because, you know, they might, you know, come up and turn against us. So we can't really belittle that one person because we belittle that, keep belittling that one person. Then that one person's smart enough and know the game to go back home, spill all the information. Mm -hmm. And now you got a bunch of the black community just coming up because now we know. You know, like I said, ignorance is... Yo, that shit is thing. bliss. Why? It, it's crazy. I know this is a little off topic, but they just shut down all Toys R Us. I'm I I I'm starting to look like I feel like we, when we had toys and shit, that was like kind of what created your imagination. Like we wasn't. I ain't had no cell phone until I was in like probably like tenth grade, ninth grade. You feel <laughs> me, yo? Yeah, you know I mean, like I didn't have one until I could pay my father like fifty dollars a month the, the, right. the, for my portion of the bill. You feel me, mm-hmm. like? And it's just like. These kids now not even going to be engaged with, like, having your own mind frame. It's going to be like, what I saw on social media has to be true. Whatever they said on that five-minute uh, thing on Facebook is true. Like, yo, the, I'm telling you, they brainwashing kids, like, to not even just think deeper. You know what I mean? It's going to be straight computer, and whatever they say on the, uh, whatever they say in the media is true. That's what they try to uh, teach you. And it's interesting because I remember um, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg was having a disagreement about artificial intelligence. Yeah. And artificial intelligence is like is increasing. Like it's at a, like a rampant. Like that's about to be the that's a new big thing. Yeah, I saw. Actually, I was watching. It's a new show on Netflix. Shout out Netflix again. But um, with the guy, I think not the Reza, the Jizza from uh, Wu Tang, and he just mm-hmm. be going around like to all different type of scientific things mm-hmm. and just filling in. It's kind of cool because he puts like a black opi- opinion mm-hmm. on like next level cutting edge shit. And they mm-hmm. was talking about that like virtual reality, artificial mm-hmm. intelligence, like really like life. Yeah, they need to because um, um, Mark Zuckerberg was saying that he thinks you know artificial intelligence is really not going to do much harm. Like it's it's great. Elon Musk on the other end is saying it needs to be regulated, yeah. which I do agree because yeah. you got to think you're creating something. Yeah. It's just like God created us, but we have the free will to do as we please. Yeah. You know, we might have straight and, you know, we might have, you know, rules and regulations that we got to abide to, but that's, we're not forced to do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because we have our free will. Yeah. So it's like, okay, if you're building this machine and it's, you know, get a, a chance of, Thinking for itself, or yeah. it's, 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 they, you know, they, not to be racist, but they always into that type shit. Like, yo, try to always <laughs> do some shit that's unnecessary and extra. The same reason motherfuckers climb, uh, what's the mountain and be oh, dying and shit. Mountain I'm talking about Everest. <laughs> shit. When I get the bag, I'm not going up no cold ass mountain and risk, run it, risking my life for dying. Hell no. That is just one of those things. Neither here nor there. I won't get too deep on it. See, but, you know, it's crazy because I believe all of this could be prevented if we just had some money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's why... Or it could just be balanced right, out. Right, balanced out. And, and that's why and that's, that's why that's why I decided to take the route that I took. That's why I yeah. chose finance because I always tell people there's three things that you definitely need to know about. Finance is number one. Two yeah. is medical. And three, the law. You know, yeah. government. Of course. So having just just knowing those three, you know, you You'll can move mountains. Yeah, yourself, you, yeah, yeah, you can be able to provide for yourself, mm-hmm. and then whatever comes with it, you know, that's that's a choice that you decided to make. And like I said, that's that's why I decided to take you know the approach of the, the approach of being you know a financial expert or a financial educator or an advisor. You know, you know, just taking that approach to show people that okay. All right, if you work a job, okay, and we everyone knows that you got to invest your money in something. Yes. You, 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 inflation, 
Like, I keep up with so much of this finance. Like, it's crazy. I didn't even know season came. I didn't know power had a season five or six. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how much I've really kind of taken myself yeah, away from. Yeah, from just all Yeah, the... like, all I do is watch the business news. Like, yeah. I, I just realized that Alibaba, um, well, no, um, Mark Zuckerberg just passed Warren Buffett. Mm. So he's now, like, the third richest person in, in America. Yeah. And when I seen it, I'm like, man, it's like they just going. Yeah. It's like they got their own little tug of war now. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like a total different world. And one thing I realized is that, okay, how can people get to that point? Yeah. Like, every, every financial product that's out there is okay. These rich people are using them too. Yeah. So how they're using them. That's where the disconnect is at. Yeah. And that's one thing I'm realizing. But that, that information will never be taught because if you could even a playing field, mm-hmm. a lot of people wouldn't be able to be in control and pull those strings. Because right. the one percenters of the world really control a large portion of the like money in the world, period. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Well, right. in the United States, you feel me? So they keep the economy flowing, you know what I mean? But it, by their own rules, they set, and then they invest in certain things mm-hmm. to make money back off of it. And one thing I realized, though, is that they don't use their own money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they they, they also know how to do, like... Um, they leverage that credit. Yeah. Prime example. Um, like I said before, when we was talking earlier, is that the guy that bought the Panthers, mm-hmm. he, he is a hedge fund manager. Basically, a hedge fund manager is... Okay, I can only buy law, which is kind of crazy too. By yeah. law, they can, I believe, it can only can work with uh, an individual has the net worth of a quarter million, you know, and up. I yeah. believe it's like quarter million or a million dollars. Like that has to be your net worth. So they can only can work with like rich people, basically. Yeah. And basically, what they do is, if you usually give me your money, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm about to just invest into the stock market. I'm a day trader. Yeah. So I'm able to profit when the stock market goes up. And when the market goes down. So if I expect that Walmart will go up for the next 30 minutes, I'm yeah. going to buy it. And then okay. I'm going to sell it at a point. But in order for me to figure out my entry points and my exit points, I got to have to come up with a strategy. Yeah. The strategy to prevent me from losing a lot of money, but then to know when to exit out of a good trade. Yeah. Because eventually, everyone knows when you watch on TV, eventually it's going to come down. It's going to... It's, it's yeah, volatile. It's all up and down. Right, it's volatile. So it's to the point where, you know, when you have these people using these financial products, you start to think to yourself, it's like, well, if they, you know, if that's working, you know, what is that out there for me? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that's what got people, that's what I have people thinking, like, okay, if this is not working and I have all this information out here, then what do I have to tap into? Cause like I told you earlier. I never really invested into a 401k. Yeah. Because for one, I'm relying on a financial advisor. So that means I got to pay for that. Yeah. Then I got to pay for the fund manager. And he's the one who chooses the stocks. Your 401k yeah. is set up um, in bucket of mutual funds. Okay. And it's numerous stocks. I mean, different stocks. Uh, you can invest in something out of the country, um, bonds. You know, it's, it's, all, it's all grouped together. Yeah. But it's grouped together, you know, separately. And you have your your active funds, which is you basically relying on the fund manager to um, try to you know his his choosing. Yeah. You're not you're not going the index route where you're just kind of going with the market. So whatever the market do, that's you know that's what you're gonna do. Yeah. But on the other side, you have your active managers where they 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 basically making plays for you, and that costs a lot of money. Like it's a lot of fees and four hundred one k's, mutual funds, and yeah, because everything's a business, right? Everybody everything, everything is something. a business. So it's like, well, won't you try to figure that do it on your own? Yeah, you know, like I said earlier, is that the best way to cut costs? I mean, well, the best way to improve profit is to cut costs. Mm-hmm. That's why if you ever notice, um, if you hear about a company that yeah, I'm a uh, they cut back on jobs or they did this, they did that. And you might see the stock might go down. Eventually, the stock is going to go back up. So yeah. that's one of those points where some people will buy. Because a lot of people, um, they get into this fright that when the market is going down, yeah, 
Maybe no, it's not. It's not and it changes time. It's all the time bomb. for so many different variables. It's not even funny. Like to even try to predict it, it's like damn near wizardry. Like yeah, it's just it's like uh, shit pops off randomly, yo. Like nobody thought Amazon would be like this. Back in the day, I remember when Amazon first came out on the website, like mm-hmm. back when it was like damn near dial up these. Mm-hmm. All he did was sell books, and I think you could maybe buy like MP3 players or something off of there. Yeah. Like now, yeah, I mean, they got he yo, definitely got, he definitely he's definitely changed the game. Yeah. Um, but it's one out in I believe it's China, Alibaba. Yeah, and they get into uh, pharmacy, and yeah. it's, so it's like Amazon's not just the only one. Yeah, and so I know a lot of people sometimes. Uh, some somebody told me that yeah, if you want to get rich, you got to invent something. I'm like. Ah, that's not true. Yeah. Like, when you go to a grocery store, how many different bread brands do you see? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, all you have to do is just find the opportunity. Find out what that other company is lacking. hmm And make your tweak. Yeah. And that tweak is what that company is lacking. Yeah. That's how you get market share, and that's how you can compete. Yeah. Like, if you notice, a lot of, uh, and I just realized that um, Fox Business had just, or what I, if they're not mistaken, they in the process of selling to Disney. Okay. So Disney is getting, I believe it's Avatar. Um, I forgot what else. It was they was getting some some big blockbuster movie. Yeah. But um, Disney's getting all those assets. Yeah. So they now kind of in the process of trying to, you know, you got to go through and you know, paperwork. You the second one and get hella money yeah, off that they, shit. They, they, they got to go through a whole bunch of paperwork to close the deal and things like that. But it's... it's you know, having the opportunity to, to to make that play. Yeah. It's like that's 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 the most important part. I think that's why people, you know, they have an inkling for money. Like money is important to them, but it's really, you know, you have some people that's not important to them. But I think that just comes from the fact that because you really haven't got to the amount that you wanted to get. Yeah. And most people just want breathing room. Yeah. And one thing I'm realizing that like in the 401ks is that they're not getting a breathing room of the fees that are being charged on it because for one, you got to wait to 50, 59 and a half to tap into it. Yeah. So if your money gets to $100,000 and you got something going on, you got to pay taxes and a penalty. Yeah. Why not just go ahead and just learn how to invest on your own so you ain't got to worry about the fees. The only fee that you got to worry about is paying through the brokerage account. Yeah. And that's the most, that's the only way that you can really cut back on yeah, those expenses. You gotta, you gotta have that shit. You gotta, you gotta do it for yourself. And what, and one thing I also realized is that they always say, you know, when you get up in the age, you know, you wanna, you know, you know, invest conservative. But Mama, I told you about hedge fund managers. Mm-hmm. You know, they they only deal with wealthy clients. Yeah, hedge fund management is a very risky field. <laughs> like you basically, I'm basically giving you money. To literally select individual stocks and trade it. Yeah. So any given time, you know that's why that's why they always say that hedge funds don't. Um, over time, they don't keep up with the market. Like they don't have, they don't always outperform. They don't always perform better than mutual funds because yeah. mutual funds is mainly more of a, a long term thing. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, if you want to do short term, but then it causes you from putting up, you know, a lot of capital, a substantial amount of money. right, All substantial right. amount of money. So. That was basically the alternative for people who didn't want to take the risk for stocks or yeah. who couldn't afford it. Okay. That's why mutual funds can be cheaper than stocks and it gives you a lot of diversification. And and I realized that, okay, if people not educated on what they can do um, with their money, because you mm-hmm. have to have at least 25000 to to day trade, like yeah. that's, that's federal law. Yeah. And you get a margin with that account. Basically, is you you know borrowing money. So if you know that a stock is about to go up, you might have came across some good information or something like that. Yeah. And and it's funny because the TV show Billions is a perfect example. Is that he'd be coming across insider information. Yeah. So he would trade on margin, and he's taking more money than he's borrowing from a bank, like a prime broker. And when the market going up, he's basically doubling the amount of money if he would have. Use you know his money, yeah. So he's profiting off of borrowing, than using his own money. Mm-hmm. And when I look at it, as far as other, um, you know, different industries like you know we talk about Jay Z, you know, if I'm not mistaken, I believe in 2008 he you know got that deal with Live Nation. I think it was 2007, yeah. 2008. Oh yeah. And I believe that was a 360 deal. Yeah. 
And a lot of people kind of talk bad about, you know, 360 deals. And I think that the disconnect comes from people got to understand how to, how to move money. Yeah. And, and it kind of go back to the finance. Like I just realized that 529 plans, that if you have that set up for, for your kid, it prevents you from getting a you know a certain amount of financial aid. Okay. And if it's too much, they won't give you the money. So if you have a hundred dollars and the school costs is a hundred dollars, and I know you have the hundred dollars, I'm not gonna give you my hundred dollars. Yeah. But if I don't see it, then I'm a, it's gonna look like, okay. Yeah. It, it's, it's it's certain financial products that you can use that these rich people you you do use to hide their money. Yeah. Because it's protected under certain regulations and laws mm. and but a lot of people don't understand it like i was probably to go to a lot of people with kids and if they do have something set up and i'll probably ask them like do you have a 529 plan well yeah well you know there's alternatives that you can actually can set up so that when your kid do go to school you know it's not they look at it like well i don't really don't see any money there so i guess you know the system is going to see in the sense of okay well, we're gonna give him, you know, some financial aid. It's yeah. a, it's a way, it's 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 definitely legal. So, but it's yeah. it's a way how rich people move their money. Yeah, they and make sure they get the most tax breaks and shit like that and all type of stuff. And that's how Donald Trump was able to do the plays that he was able to do. Yeah, like the building his the um on the documentary, the tax break he was given, um he was you know he was getting the yeah. mayors was you know the mayor was signing them off. Mm-hmm. Like they were, the government was giving him the tax breaks. Yeah, and and it was the interesting part I found out about Donald Trump is that <coughs> he was actually affiliated with the five families. Like yeah. he was actually affiliated with like mob bosses because his lawyer. And I'm surprised nobody never really brought this yeah. up about. No, show. we can't go into a, in on it. They gonna try to kill us. Yo, know, but that's that's true. But it's crazy. Dead, but it's it's crazy. I don't know nothing about what I don't know nothing about what what he talking about. It's crazy. Right it's, it's, it's going too deep. It's it's crazy because it's like <laughs> dang. Ain't nobody bring that up in like an election or nothing like no, that. No, no, no. We go, we go switch it to, <laughs> to, to sports now. We gotta get to something lighter. But take that enlightenment, man, and make you some money out here, bro. Oh yeah, most definitely. Financial literacy is definitely you know the most important thing. You yeah. know, one of the most important things in society. Like if you don't really have much of that, you really gonna have a hard time surviving. Yeah, and so, that's really a major key. So that's why I always take the time just to educate you know the people I sit down with and kind of help them. Yeah, you know, yeah. bridge that gap so that you're not, you don't have to rely on your form. Okay, you can yeah. manage your own, you, your own economy. Why not yeah. manage your own economy? Yeah, you know. So Facts. I definitely, I definitely come in and take the initiative to assist, you know, system, show them where they at and where they want to go. And it's my job and my duty to get you to that point within five years. Yeah, like no, like some point in time, yeah, wealth is very important, but. You also got to focus on today. Like, something has to yeah. jump off for you today so you can feel like you're actually moving forward. Yeah. So, and and, and again, take this knowledge and, and utilize it in life. But we're going to jump back to the sports because it's been a lot of crazy moves going on in the NBA. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, the first big one, uh, the king. And I will, and you know I was an avid LeBron hater, you know, because I'm a diehard Bulls fan. Right. I got him tatted on oh, my leg. But all day. I think... How you feel about the LeBron move? But I'm going to say I really do think he's the best player. Like, I, 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 as far as rings and wins, you can't argue that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like his effectiveness generally on mm-hmm. any team is more impactful than anybody could have ever been. No, I agree with you on that. Um, shout out to Chicago Bulls, too. Yeah. They want Chirac. fan, too. Chirac. <laughs> ben Gordon. Back, over they had, yeah, back when they had Ben Gordon and Kirk Heinrich. No, so. I don't know nothing about Ben Gordon. Yo, BG7. <laughs> I had that on my bond the seventh grade, man. <laughs> but back to LeBron. Um, I knew he was going to leave Cleveland. Yeah. Because... It was almost like he was playing back when he first got to the NBA. Yeah. Like, if you notice, when it was, like, crunch time or something like that, they were just giving the ball. Yeah. And they would just space out and exactly. let him just do what he do. And it's like, can't beat a and team he that way. old now, yo. Like, he did that all year this year, yo. Like, yeah. he should have low-key, if the playoffs could be included in the MVP race, LeBron is MVP mm-hmm. by far. You feel me? Like, he's more valuable than any player in the league. Yeah, me personally, you know, a lot of people, you know, throw their comparison on Jordan. And I'm like... I don't think you can do the comparison. Yeah. Because me, I think that LeBron is a total different era. Like he's he a different type of player. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a different body frame, a different just player. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a different time. You know, he he. I'm shocked that 
like the way how Jordan did with the Jordan brand, yeah. I'm surprised LeBron didn't take that route because that's how much LeBron, to me, is on a different on on a on a different lane. Like They're a different pedestal. I think I think the last person that needs to be on a comparison stops at Kobe Bryant. Yeah. After that, after that, it's okay, LeBron. Then you have to say who you think gonna be the next LeBron. Yeah. Like you can't say. Oh, LeBron better than Jordan. Like, no, no, no. Jordan era is still alive, yeah. but that cut out with yeah, Kobe. LeBron definitely the best because... of this era. And I feel like the only reason LeBron should get a lot more accolades, mm-hmm. granted the game was different back in the day, mm-hmm. but look at the talent across the board, yo. Yeah. Every team got somebody nice. Even a young boy down at uh, Utah, Donovan Mitchell, yeah. this little nigga nice. I didn't even really see him until the playoffs. Yeah. Like, I heard here and there, like, he nice. But, you know, they don't come on TV. Like, it's so many bodies. You saw on the Pelicans uh, when they was playing against, uh, I can't remember, but Drew Holland. Oh, the Blazers. And Damian Lillard is one of my favorite point guards in the league. Drew Holiday strapped this nigga and was frying his ass. Like, yo, it's a lot of nice players in the league now, yo. Yeah, it's, it's it, from what I'm saying, you know, I might catch up on ESPN, sports yeah. or something, and you know I me, mean? I be too focused on oh, the finance yeah, yeah, thing. But, but from so, what from what I'm saying though is that um, you know, it's it's like that. All right, this is a big team. Yeah, I want to jump on that big team now. Oh yeah. So yes, because you familiar with Golden State. Yeah. How you feel about Boogie Cousins going to the Warriors? Like, do you really need another piece with Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and? Kevin Durant and a bunch of supporting cast that is great. I mean, he you really don't need the Marcus Cousins. Honestly, I was still saying they really didn't need KD. Yeah. But they really didn't. But it, it, the thing about it is But KD did win it for him this right. year cuz he was hooping. But the thing is like it happened. So I'm waiting for somebody fresh new to come up. Like yeah. uh, like for Melo, like okay Melo, like uh, you ain't thought you not what Mello's I thought what I want you to up. be. And there's rumored trades that he's either going to go to Houston or Los Angeles, the yeah, Lakers. He not, he not, I don't think he's ever going to play the same. I feel like he's washed up. Like, um, in OKC, like, last year, if you, I watch, you know, I'm an avid mm-hmm. basketball watcher. Like, that's the only season I really participate in. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. let me see what's going on. He was terrible, bro. He played on a team with Russell Westbrook and Paul George. Mm-hmm. And they lost to the Utah Jazz with Rudy Gobert. And Donovan Mitchell, a rookie, like yo, he's not the he's not the mellow he once was, and that's what disappoints me. Because when he first came, I always was saying he better than LeBron. Yo, he better than LeBron. Mello was a bully <laughs> on Denver, and then like early New York, he was nice as shit. Yeah. But you gotta realize, like yo, you gotta adjust your game. You see how LeBron, every time the critics would like bring something up and be like, oh, he lacking here, he lacking here. He'll get better at that. LeBron mm-hmm. couldn't shoot. LeBron was really like Ben Simmons, defense, straight, take it to the rack, make free throws type guy. You feel mm-hmm. me? Then he incorporated the mid-range. Now he got the wet jumper. Now he sticks crazy. Deep. He gets steals. He gets assists, mm-hmm. everything. That's why I feel like he's great. And when LeBron came in the league, I don't care to say my age. I'm 27. You feel me? Mm-hmm. LeBron came into the league when I was in seventh grade, bro. Mm-hmm. Seventh grade. Nobody has ever had a career that, that's this long without dying out. He, what, 33, 34 now? Like, yeah. he really still balling. And that's why I say he's in a different yeah. space. Yeah. Like, you can't compare. You can't say, nah, Jordan's still better than LeBron. No, Jordan is Jordan. Jo- yeah. Jordan is Jordan. And, LeBron and, and, is and LeBron. And one thing that's a testament to Jordan, they was allowed to beat you up back then. Because some, some of the flops I seen this year in the playoffs, yeah. I was like, yo. <laughs> really, niggas would cuss you out for that shit outside at the court. Like, oh, you calling a foul so, on that? Oh, it's not fighting. <laughs> yes. they straight fall on the ground for anything. Now they act like they get shot if a nigga touch your finger. You mm-hmm. feel me? Ah. But that's that's so I was talking about that. You know, LeBron is LeBron and Jordan is Jordan. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, it, it stopped with Kobe. Yeah, and Kobe was, is a goat too. He like they like almost the Mount Rushmore of basketball. Period. But. That situation with him and Shaq disappointed me because I'm like, man, y'all supposed to win like you're supposed to surpass Jordan yeah, with Shaq. He would have surpassed <laughs> Jordan with Shaq, but he was on some whole shit. Like, yo, honestly, like just cause you're a great athlete doesn't make you a real person. 
Yeah, like, they they were saying they both had egos. Yeah, like they both had like tremendous. Because you egos. gotta think, Shaq was coming. He was from Orlando. He was mm. nice as shit. Like dunking mm. on niggas, crazy. Mm. Yeah, I mean, had his little runs with uh uh, uh Hardaway back in the day. Right. You feel me? Got there like two thousand. They both had egos. And and it said it came to a point where Shaq felt as though he didn't have to put in the work because he knew Kobe was great and he had Kobe. Yeah. And and it kind of comes back onto when I say again, like leverage or partnership. You know, if you if you're in a partnership, it gotta be it has to be fifty fifty. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying. So if you if you if you're trying to make this play, and or for example, say your homegirl, your homeboy, yeah, got a business going on, and you're trying to you know find some way to flip your money. Ambassador to your homeboy, exactly. your homegirl's business. Exactly. Like, don't just let them just represent on their own. Like, yeah. if she if she do head, you represent and head too. Yeah. And that's what's, what's missing in the community. Like, you even yeah. see it, even goes further in sports. Like, Shaq and Kobe couldn't even stay together. Yeah. LeBron and Wade and Bosch couldn't stay together. Kyrie yeah, Irving Kyrie. and LeBron couldn't even stay and together. Yo, Kyrie and LeBron, yo, y'all niggas could have won rings and rings and rings, bro. People don't understand. But Kyrie, everybody like Kyrie wanted his own legacy. But it's like, yo, at the end of the day, you know how many shoe endorsement, movie deals, all type of shit you would get if you went ranks. People forget it's a team sport. Yeah. Everything, everything is built around a team. But that's that's why that's because the uh, Jordans and Kobe's mm. of the world started right. that game style where it's like based your whole team is based off of this one player's performance. I think I think AI actually, too, but AI goes under the radar because he he just stayed too trail for what the what they wanted. Mm-hmm. But AI is like arguably one of the best players to ever play in the league as well. I think he averaged thirty in the season. I think it actually started with like the Magic Johnson era. Yeah, Magic Johnson was like the first one. Yeah, because because Isaiah you, Thomas too. Exactly. So it's like when you look at them Back in the day, in the way how they was, you know, the star players like you, yeah. that's what you had on your team. It was like, oh man, Magic just Magic Johnson, Magic Johnson, mm-hmm. Isaiah, Isaiah, Isaiah. And it's like, well, what about the team? You get what I'm yeah. saying? So it's like, when like people get to a point where they forget about the ultimate goal. Yeah. And the ultimate goal is okay. When? I don't have nothing. You don't have nothing, but we got this little pot right here. Whatever you got going on, all right, let's let's. Let's get this going. Yeah, we can make and a win. We're going to make a win. And a lot of people just don't understand just the leverage of having solid people around you and not uh, switching up, you know, and staying solid. Yeah. Like like I said, that's why I listen to Rick Ross. If you're a black bottle boy, I'm a black bottle boy. So, yeah. you, you know, you got to look at, see what, what resources you have around you and utilize them. Yeah, most definitely. I agree with that. And we uh, get into the home stretch, but I got just like uh, 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 something... A question for you. I know you don't watch TV, but what have you been uh, uh, watching recently other than, you know, in the business world? Anything on Netflix? Um, I was watching Queen of the South. Queen of the South. Okay. Um, I like Queen of the South because it's very authentic. Okay. It's raw. Um, yeah. And it's basically, if you haven't watched it, it's basically about um, it's this, this, this female. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she making her plays on the streets. You know, she grew up. You know, having to really defend for herself. Yeah. She come across one guy. One guy is basically a trafficker for one of the drug lords. Mm-hmm. And I believe it's, uh, I want to say, is it is it Colombia? Is it Mexico? It's, it's, you know, it's one of them countries. Yeah, okay. And she, she, you know, she's falling in love with the guy. The guy falling in love with her. And the dude told her, like, hey, you know, if you get a call, you know, um, I'm dead. Yeah. She wanted to get in the call, you know, boom, boom, boom. And she gets this book and she's trying to keep it away from the hair cartel who's trying no, she's trying to get it give it to him. But the dude of the hair cartel was actually trying to kill her. Okay. So she wanted to break him free from that situation and she goes to Texas. And okay. I say it's so authentic because like the first season, it shows them smuggling, you know, cocaine mm-hmm. but through like a, a Walmart or a Sands Club. Yeah. And it had me thinking like, dang. Are they really getting down like this? Yeah, you gotta think. I don't ever tap into that too much because I don't want to yeah. get killed early. But you gotta think, black people and and people that are in these situations mm-hmm. where drugs and all this stuff is major, mm-hmm. especially now, mm-hmm. it's major pharmaceuticals, bro. Oh yeah, there there are companies that literally know how many Percocet pills mm-hmm. are. 
produced in a year, how much promethazine uh, cough syrup mm-hmm. for for pneumonia is produced, like shit like that. And it's a, I'm it's telling a, you, it's, it's a middleman. I just don't speak on that because I don't want to die. Early. It's a it's a it's a recession proof industry. Yeah. Whereas no matter what happens, because recessions happen often. Yeah. So it's definitely something where it's a recession proof. No matter what happens to the economy, people are gonna need drugs. Yeah. You know, it's drugs out here to help you up with fat ache. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But to get back into the shows that basically she gets to Texas, she wound up getting founded by the head cartel's wife. Okay. And they going through a divorce. Okay. And she's trying to keep the cocaine business going on while the husband is trying to become governor. Okay. Well, and he becomes governor. Yeah. So he's trying to be a full politician. Oh, Same right. thing with That's the Pablo Escobar for Narcos. She wanted to become yeah. a governor. Yeah. And she's now uh, a meal for the wife. Okay. So the wife is really kind of showing her the, the ropes. ropes. All right, all right, yeah. You know, basically using her. And she's picking it up, picking it up. But during the meantime, she's talking to her future self. Okay. And her future self sometimes pop in and be like, well, you know, just kind of talking to her like, you know, this this is what's going on. You know what to do. You know, basically, it's, it's basically her future uh, drug trafficking self, traffic herself, talking yeah. to the up and coming drug trafficker. Oh yeah. So okay. it's, it's 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 almost like she's talking to our future, and our future's telling her, you know, what yeah, to chill do. Chill out or do this. Yeah, or do, do that. that. You know, you need to change your game because you're now getting into. You have to accept the fact that you're going to be selling drugs for the rest of your life. Yeah. So you need to come accustomed to it. You need yeah. to change your whole image. Like you need to change who you are. And and it's interesting because that's how just the business world is in general. Yeah. Like if you're trying to you come up, leave a lot of stuff behind. Presentation is everything, and yeah. that's one thing. Perception. I realized in finance that. You know, you gotta, you gotta make people. You know, if if you around smart individuals, they will sniff you out. You know, they will test you. You know, make sense. Like, you know, are you on your game? Do you know yeah. what you're talking about? Like, and the people that come to you or come to me, and I had people come to me on uh, different social media outlets and ask me about, you know, what's this, what's that, mm-hmm. and but I have to know that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I can't say. I'm that, and I yeah, and I know it, and not and, I know, feel you, and not know it. So I, feel you. I have to be on my P's and Q's twenty four. That's As why I'm always be. soaking in every time I'm watching the business news or doing research. Soaking like I got, I got, I have to know it because that game is gonna give you an advantage, bro. Of course, because one thing I realize is that they not putting in the same work at those other firms. Yeah, like they not like they trying to waiting for to you to help them out or anything like that. And it's like. Yeah. Can't do that. You gotta get it. You have to get it on your own. Exactly. And that's the fundamental of being an entrepreneur. You have to find out, you know, what's missing. Yeah. Or it can. Well, I guess you can say what's missing and fix it. Yeah. Fix it. Like whatever, whatever is not, whatever's not there. Like if you know that in the morning time, like around my way in the morning time, there's really nobody that delivers breakfast. Yeah. So. That's a market that someone can tap into mm-hmm. is sell breakfast. Mm-hmm. You're going to have 100% market share because no one's really doing it. Exactly. And the reason I say 100% because you're more mobile. So, so you're bringing it to them. Up. And if they want to get breakfast, they got to go out. Yeah. So you're bringing it to them. So that customer service piece right there. Mm-hmm. Giving you you're a the long... middle man that's eating, just like everybody that's eating on the back end of most of those transactions you was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all businesses are really set up the same, bro. It's just yeah. different variables, of course. It's the way things. it's it's the way how you can come up. That's the only thing that's different. It's the same plan. It's just the way how it's just structured. So you might have like certain. I know they might think certain firms are like pyramid schemes, but most of them are not. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's just it's the it's the fact that whatever experience that you had. It was just a bad experience, mm-hmm. so you're just basing it off of that. Yeah. But when you look at you know companies like a um, like a Primerica, um, you know w, you know WFG or you know you know no those type of financial services companies. Yeah. Um, or if it's something where it's though you're selling product and be like Mary Kay or something like that, it's it's not a pyramid scheme. It's basically like hey, whatever money you're making, you know I'm gonna get a piece of that, but it's not gonna cut from your amount. It's gonna mm-hmm. cut from the company that you know. You know that you know you're representing yeah, the umbrella. You right, under. the, the, the umbrella. Like you real under. estate. You representing the broker. You rep. You representing the broker. You represent the umbrella. So whatever you making, you know, you know if, if I'm overriding you, 
I'm eating. Isn't that how entrepreneurs supposed to work? Whereas yeah. though, if you're away from that's your how business, all business works. Right. Nobody does anything for free. Right. That's what people and, gotta understand. And a lot of people gotta understand that things take time. Mm-hmm. Like just because you're investing into whatever you're investing in, don't mean that you're gonna be you're gonna make six figures in the next two, three, five and, months. And 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 honestly, investing should be the long term soak up anyway, because it's like. If you stick with a business and mm. they and you got them from the ground phase, even if the stocks go up and down, it's going to be worth way more than you bought it for right. if you just wait right. it out. But Yo, the hustle, not, your hustle is always going to be your number one driver for income. Yeah. Like, no matter, I don't I don't care what you have going on. Your hustle yeah. is always going to be your number one driver that's for the income. Key. Like, you have, to, you, have, you have to hustle. And that's one of the things I realized, you know, through some of the lessons that I take that, yo... Like you gotta change, you know. All right, you 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 very introvert. It's time you be extrovert. This is how yeah. you got you got to step into a different room. You you got to be very more strategic now. Like you got to understand what's missing, and you got to fix it. And and when you ask me the question, you know where I want to, you know where I want to see myself, you know down the line. It's like I said before, is when you look on Forbes list or you look on the Barons list and they say top, you know, advisor or this and that. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to that bracket. I'm trying to be in that, that bracket. It's like it's it's to the cloth where Coaching, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm competing with everybody else that's in my industry. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So let's bring it. You exactly. know, and I'm ready. Like I, I I learned enough to now make that transition. You know, I know, you know, what's the disturbing issues. Yeah. You know, every time when I watch the news about, you know, and business is like, man, I can just imagine what if a lot of people really knew that that company just made like three times more than what they made last year. So yeah. evidently that stock about to go up. Yeah. You know, how I many people really understand that, you know, just leveraging credit, it, it it's it's you're, you're borrowing money. It's almost sense of if I give you ten thousand or twenty thousand dollars and only tell you that you only gotta pay me a hundred dollars every month. Yeah. You still have that extra cash you can take about at least two or five and make something happen with it. Mm-hmm. Like nothing is free so even even just even just setting up a small startup business, it can be an online business. That's you know, e-commerce is the biggest thing now. Is you got to take little bit what you have and make something big out of it. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have it, if you don't have the resources, then you have to borrow. You just have to know how to manage your debt, yeah. and that was one of the reasons why I, I wasn't well. I didn't agree with certain you know one company, um, one firm, and was saying that um. You know, hurting it out of debt, you know, debt, you know, it's like all debt isn't bad debt. It's how yeah. you leverage it. So you have to leverage your credit because I believe credit is another source, another means of, I guess you could say, um, it's, it's its own currency. Yeah. You know, credit, credit is your own currency. You definitely have to have, you know, good credit. So in order to get, you have to learn how to leverage, you got to leverage your credit. Yeah. Like you have to leverage your credit, even when it comes to like, like real estate, mm-hmm. you got to know how to that's leverage the key. up that property. Like that's that's the only. If you want to be investing and shit like that, bro, you gotta have good credit, bro. They're not giving you giving no uh, loans to random niggas. And you know what's crazy? When I look at my calendar, I'm looking at. I'm like, man, okay. Do people know that you get paid what three times? Um, what? Yeah, three times in a month, two times in a year. I guess if I'm saying that right. Mm-hmm. So. Meaning to say that in one of these months, two you know, two of these months, you know, you know, one of the months that you're gonna be in, two months you're gonna get a paycheck three times. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, if that's what's gonna happen, then you also have your tax refund, you know, that comes in once a year. Mm-hmm. Why not take one of those portions and make something happen with it? Yeah. Even if you're getting paid at a commission at your job. Yeah. You know, if you if you always constantly, you know, putting in the work, putting in the work. You know the company only give you but so much because you're an expense on yeah. the on the sheet on the on the on paper. Yeah. So you gotta use the resources that they give you and make something happen for yourself because to them you're just expendable. Facts. So you have to make whatever you have going on at your job, you know, prosper, and then take portion of that and make something happen on the side end. Yeah. And whether that's can be investing in the market or investing in, in a friend's business or just your own thing, like you have to take little bit of what you have and make something big out of it. I feel you. And it's always it's a, it's a lot it's a lot of opportunity out here to make money. And that's, that's the key. That's the that's the interesting part is that we living in a gold mine. 
Mm-hmm. And the gold mine is the fact that internet made it all happen. Yeah. Everything is online. Yeah. And you just have to tap into it. Mm-hmm. You got to do your research. You got to know, you know, what it take. Okay. How do I start a business? How do I register a business? You know, what's it was, you know, what's a, um, EIN number. Yeah. You know, why is that important? You know, why do I have to build up business credit? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and that number is basically the social security number for your business. Yeah. So a lot of people have to realize that no one's going to go, it's not going to give you anything. No one's going to give you anything. Exactly. Like you definitely have to find whatever it is, get yourself into it and make it happen. And that's, that's, that's the, just the end all be all to everything the, for real. And it's crazy because that's the disconnect. And I think that's a disconnect because a lot of people are not realizing that you know, I can make something a little bit of what I have and it's something big. Yeah. So when a certain situation to occur, you know, you, you have enough breathing room. You yeah. Know, you, you can make it happen. I but definitely it, feel that. It's, it's just that the education is not there. Yeah. With that being said, get yourself educated. You know, if you if you looking to invest in something or, you know, get your finances right, holler at my man Craig. You got any uh, social media platforms that you, uh, people can contact you on? Uh, I mean, I'm on Instagram. Uh, you can check. It's called I Wall Street. I Wall Street uh, on Instagram, uh, y'all. All lowercase. Um, I'm just not really having to get back into the social media. Yeah. Because, you know, that that's part of the business. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Gotta, you got you to gotta be there. Yeah, most definitely. And I definitely want to thank you for coming out tonight, Wait, man. Most definitely, most definitely. I really appreciate it, man. It's a lot of game and gems on here that y'all need to hear so you can... Learn how to make your money work for you instead of working for that money. And but, it's um it's it's before before you close out it's interesting because I was always kind of contemplating if I wanted to come out and really, you know, speak to people, like what they really listen yeah. to, what they really hear it. And it's like, well, you already had you already been in situations where you knew what you was talking about. You held meetings and this and did that. Yeah. Once you just time, you know, really branch out, like really get yourself out there. So yeah. that's definitely where I'm at with everything. Keep it going. And you know, anytime you got a new business venture going on, if you starting a new business, mm-hmm. if you got uh anything you wanna a gem you just wanna drop on people, holler at me. You know I'm gonna get your voice heard, bro. Like as this grows, I want this to be the platform for young black entrepreneurs. I'm talking about from all over and not just for my reaping of benefits, it's just like I realize how rare that is and how much that's needed for African Americans and so so much so so does my brother, you feel me, mm-hmm. in his absence. Cause y'all motherfuckers would have been going in with the finance talk. Y'all would <laughs> Yeah, the mutual hedge fund, this, that, the third. I, you feel me? But uh, I always appreciate that, man. Mm-hmm. And I wanna thank you again for coming out. Um, like we always end it. We uh always gotta say rest in peace to Big Reese. Without him, any any of this stuff wouldn't be possible. Um and that's week 14 of Coach Class. We're going to have Rich back next week. And, yeah, just keep listening. We appreciate y'all. They ask me what I'm coaching, right? I said, wrong coaching life. I said, wrong coaching life. I said, wrong coaching life. They ask me what I'm coaching, right? I said, wrong coaching life. 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 I said, wrong coaching life.